for sending Jesus. God, our Father, for sending your Son, Jesus. We love you. Just receive anew and afresh of you today. In Jesus' name. Oh, I love you, Lord. Just express your love to him. children to their children's church and classes and we have nursery as well and greet each other in the name of the Lord maybe find somebody you don't know greet them praise God a few announcements here um, we will be having a fellowship meal after the service today prepared by Carla and Scott Mandrell and their team. And uh, today after, that'll be after the service. Also with that, um, helping clean up afterwards, if anybody would be open to helping with that, that'd be great. Um, we always remember we do have classes at 9.30 in the morning. Bible study classes and things for the kids and so forth, remembering that. And also on Wednesday, there's a number of options, opportunities for fellowship and for getting in the Word and for prayer and so forth uh, during the day. And then at night, there's a prayer meeting as well. Um, we have a special note here. We're considering having our morning worship service would be from June through August at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning instead of the 10.30 time. And if you have input on that, you could give it to one of the elders. So far it's been positive input to do that. So, uh, And then we are having a Passion Week service this year. It'll be on Wednesday the 17th, the week of Lord's Passion, uh, be at 6.30. Uh, Tim and Kathy Pomp will be leading a time of praise and worship. There'll be a dramatic reading by Peter and myself. Pastor Dean has a song that he has written about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. We're going to have that. And we'll be partaking of the Lord's Supper together. So if you're able to make it for that, that'd be wonderful. Uh, 6.30 on that night. There also is a community Good Friday service on um, Good Friday, the 19th of April at 6 o'clock at the Bemidji Armory, and that's churches in our area working together. If you would be uh, available for helping for, with prayer ministry afterwards, after that service, if you could talk with Tim Pomp, there's Tim waving his hand there. So that's coming up as well. And then we have an Easter breakfast, 9 to 10 on Resurrection Day. 
Uh, that'll be prepared by our, our men. Dane Johnson will be leading the way with that. And then you see there there's uh, different areas for information, our website, our Facebook, our services, you can find them also, and then also op other options for giving. Somebody asked this morning where our giving box was. It's, it's on the shelf there by the sound booth. It says donations on the top, but I think we put a little sign on the side now because people couldn't see it on top. There's a slot on the top of it. It's obviously different than from in the other sanctuary. Our building is moving along. Uh, lots of good things really happening there. It's it's going to look totally different when we go back in there. Uh, one of the neat things, I believe, is the beams, those huge beams, the main support beams are now exposed. We'll be able to see those, and they've stained them, and that's going to be beautiful. So, But we'll keep you informed on that as well. I want to share... I guess this could be called our blessed life moment. Last Sunday, we had uh, George and Joyce Cook here from South End, Saskatchewan, Canada, and they're itinerant ministers, and they just they just happened to be here uh, last Sunday. We didn't know they were coming, but they were here, and I knew Kent. Pastor Kent told me just few minutes before the service that they were going to be here and as soon as he said that I knew we were supposed to have them share but just as much I knew that we were to have them that we were to receive an offering for them and so we did and uh, the offering that we received afterwards was over $1,600 and then from our church's tithe which we tithe every month uh, from our general offerings, we tithe from that, but we gave some of that to bring it up to $2,000. And I was still here when the check was given to, to them, and uh, George opened it up, and he just about fell over when he saw this $2,000 check. And, and he started telling me, he says, I gotta tell you this, that, uh, We've had this call from, it's, the, it's Eskimo or Inuit people from Rankin Inlet. It's on the, and I don't know if I'll say these words exactly right, but it's Kululik Peninsula in Nunavut, Canada. It's, it's on the northwest corner of the Hudson Bay between Chesterfield Inlet and Erviat. And um, there's about 5,000 people there in a village. And he says they've been calling us. There's, I believe it's a local church there has been calling them to come. But they just haven't had the finances. It takes quite a bit of finances to get there. Um, because it's planes and automobiles. And Pastor Dean thought maybe trains. So it would be the planes, trains, and automobiles to get there. And... But anyway, it costs a lot. And he, and, but he said he finally had committed to go there from April 17, 
I believe it is through the 18th, through the 20th or somewhere in that time. But his travel fund, he did not have near enough. Just, you know, it was, he had a few hundred dollars in there, but not enough to, to make it. And so they were believing the Lord and he was praying about it. And Lord, what do I do? I just have these few hundreds and it will take much more than that to get there. The Lord said, he heard the Lord speak to him, give what you have planted as a seed in this other person's ministry for his traveling. Of course, to the natural mind, that's just opposite of what you should do. But he did. He gave it to this person. And he was standing back there. Um, where Ann is sitting. I think that's Ann. And um, he was looking at me. He sees this check. This is the harvest of the seed we planted in their ministry. Now we can go. We can go. And so they're going to go. Um, I just talked to him this morning and uh, he said yes please be praying he said thank the congregation for this uh, we're going to be going there to this church it's a town of about 5,000 people I might have mentioned that but it's actually it's just to give you an idea who we're praying for it's these people there's huge drug major drug problems there. Uh, it actually qualifies by climate to be in the, its Arctic based according to the climate, but it is actually still in Canada. Average temperature Janu in January, the average temperature minus 23.4 Fahrenheit, and I don't know if that's during the day or night, I, but uh, the warmest month of July averages 50.9 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. In beginning January 16, 2008, Rankin Inlet endured the longest recorded blizzard recorded in Canada. And they had high winds sustained at 46 miles an hour, gusts higher up in the 50s, wind chill values 72 below zero, and it lasted for seven days and five hours. This is just to help us with our winter that we had to make us not feel so bad, right? Um, it's also, and this, I'm sharing this because so you can get a little handle. I believe we are linked. I felt it last Sunday morning. There's something here. There's an offering we're supposed to give to them. And so we did that. But there's a linking with this mission with George and Joyce Cook there. If you had a little hard time understanding um, George last Sunday, John was telling me that the recording of it that we got, you can hear him real well. So you could listen to that again if you, if you want to, to, talk, uh, to hear what he shared. But another thing about this Rankin Inlet, it's, uh, it's not only notable for its artists and artisans, but it's recognized as housing the only Eskimo fine arts ceramic production facility in the world. Community artists work in a variety of media, including ceramics, prints, bronze, castings, carvings, watercolor, and drawings. And so 
that gives a little flavor of the community there. And so we're going to be praying for them. Carla, are you in here now? You can tell Carla if she wants to get her mom on the phone. She wanted us to pray for her mom in California. If somebody could tell her that. Uh, We're going to pray for the cooks, and we're going to pray for... Uh, over our tithes and offerings, we give them. There is that box I mentioned. It's up on the sound booth shelf there. Uh, that's where we put our tithes and offerings. And uh, we'll also pray. Well, we'll just pray as the Holy Spirit leads us. But uh, hallelujah. Is she in here? Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll pray for her after. Lord, we just bring before you our tithes and our offerings. We present them as unto you, our high priest. And we thank you that we can give. It's our heart's desire. We know it's a token of where our heart is. It's a representing of where our heart is toward you. It's a heart of trust. And we know that as we give as unto you, that you supply our needs as well, according to your riches and glory. And so we do that now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Is your mom on the phone? No. Oh, she is now. She's calling me back. She's on the phone? Okay. <laughs> well, this is D. Let me, let, me, let me just give her a heads up. She has no idea what's going on. Thank you. This is D. Geckler, Carla's mom, she's going to have surgery mom? tomorrow, and it's mom? going to have to be without anesthesia. And, and we're going to pray for her in California, but she'll hear it. And so, okay. Lord, we lift up D right now before you as a congregation, as a church family, Carla's mom. We lift her before you. And we pray that even though she's not having this done with uh, anesthesia and such, that, that she will have no pain with that, that she'll be pain-free through it. And we thank you for that things will be restored so that she can breathe well and receive the oxygen into her lungs, that she will be comfortable. We just pray for your blessing on Dee. We pray for your wholeness to be upon Dee. We pray for this, not only physically, but spiritually as well, that you'll just continue to help her to grow in you and revelation of you, Lord. From this church family in Ten Strike, Minnesota, we extend this prayer to California. What town? Santa Maria. Santa Maria, California, to D. Geckler. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said, I, I would also ask, too, that, Lord, that um, you would guide the doctor's hands and that um, this reconstruction of her nose for the oxygen would, would go well and that you would just fill mom with peace and that it would just, it would just, and she would recognize this coming from your father. And we just thank you for this, and I just, I thank you for Ten Strike and this family. Jesus' name we pray. We love you, Mom. We love you. Let me help you get done.
You're well, you're welcome. I hope you get down here. That's good. No, you're very welcome. And uh, somebody handed me something this morning about there's Israel, there's elections in Israel Tuesday, and Lord, we just lift that before you as well. We lift up that land of Israel. We pray for Israel, for Jerusalem. And for that election, that it would be according to your way and your plan. We just are in agreement with those prayers all around the world. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I have another thing this morning. Josh, can we put that picture up there? And I know you can't see it very well. But what this is, it's a... Well, my mom was 93 years old this week, and uh, <laughs> um, rather than singing happy birthday, we're, I just want to share something else with you that she, well, by the way, she says instead of 93, she's 39, <laughs> and uh, but she received a card from well, you've maybe heard me share before that mom played softball. It was during World War II, and it was a really big thing then. And she was on a team where this friend of hers, Pat Tripp, was uh, the pitcher. She was the catcher, and uh, they were good. They won some championships there during that time and so forth. But the thing is, her lifelong friend was a believer. She said sometimes she thinks it's like a Jonathan-David relationship. I mean, they always lifted each other up in the Lord. And what special thing to have friends like that. But Pat went to be with the Lord in January, was it? I think in January. Uh, she went to heaven. But here mom receives this card in the mail for her birthday from her. And uh, her daughter found it in a calendar that she went through at her. She says, well, I'll just read this. She says, Joyce found this in a calendar all ready to go. Thought this would bring you a smile, knowing your precious friend was thinking of you way ahead of time. So thankful for you in her life and these wonderful phone calls that you made that made her so happy you two shared quite a bond that no time or distance could break she loved you very much Jamie Tripp and um, in the card which she had written uh, she says dear Joyce I'm lifting you up to the Lord today praying for you Another year of blessings, another year of blessings to others, another year of blessings through prayers, another year of blessings in visiting. The list goes on and on, being used in many lives and mine. What a friend. Happy birthday, Joyce.
Great. It's a friendship that will go on forever. Literally. Love Pat, she says. So, thank you, Lord. Let's get in the Word for a few minutes here. We're in a series called Reigning in Life. This is the number, number five. And a summary might be that we're looking at knowing and receiving by faith what God's abundance of grace has made available to us now. And then how to hold on to it and continue living in it. Romans 5.17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God. And here's the Passion Translation. I did put some caps in here. Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, now, say now, now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. What a scripture. And then here's another what a scripture. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. For the entire fullness, listen to this, and look at it. For the entire fullness of God's Nature dwells bodily in Christ. And you have been, not will be, but you have been filled by him who is the head over every ruler and authority. And let's read that from the Amplified Bible. Let this soak in, just receive it in your spirit today. This is the Bible. This is what the Bible says. For in him that's in Christ, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are, not will we, but you are, when we're in Christ, yes, we're in him, and we're made full And having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and reach full spiritual stature. Did you see what I just read there? I got to back up to do 10 again. And you are, say are, are in him, made full and having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority 
of every angelic principality and power. Wow. So there's great importance to knowing about and then receiving by faith what God's abundance of grace has made available to us now and then continuing to live in it. Now. Now it's available to us. We need to know about and receive what God's grace has made available for us now, today, at this moment in time. This moment in time on April 7 in the year 2019. I'm not talking about hope for tomorrow or regrets from the past, but right now, today. I'm not even talking about later this afternoon. Now is now. Living in it now, receiving it, knowing it, receiving it now. The things that God has for us. Right now, this very moment in time, right now, God's provision is here for us. Right now is when we live, right? Poke your neighbor and tell them, you're living right now, not yesterday or tomorrow. Go ahead and do that. Wake him up. It's kind of dark out there. We don't want anybody to get sleep, go to sleep on us. See, tomorrow will always be a day away. Today, right now, is when God desires for you. For each one of us, put your name in there to be applying in your life what he's made available through Jesus he does not want you to be indifferent to these things. He doesn't want us to hap be haphazardly ignoring them either. The kind of attitude like that, it greatly displeases God. He went to great lengths and sacrifice to make the results of his redemptive work in Jesus Christ available to us. Now, today, is the time to be living in the reality of what he has provided for us. Today, now. When Jesus stood up to read in the temple in his hometown of Nazareth, he read from Isaiah and he said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God had profusely abounded. And he said, today it's fulfilled in your ears. And then we can also read 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you. And in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now, say that. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It's not tomorrow. It's not regrets from yesterday, not having received, but now. And faith is now. It's always in the present. Right now, by faith, we receive, we take, we make our own, the things that God's word tell us are ours to have. I'll say it again. This sermon, I know it's repetitive on purpose. A very important part of reigning in this life is involved with our becoming informed about and then receiving today 
right now everything that God's grace makes available to us through what Jesus has accomplished for us on the cross. And then we need to live our lives as though we believe that these things are true. If we do, it will show. There will be corresponding actions. God brings us and he brings to all of us special, specific grace for our unique life and our unique needs right now. All of us have unique needs right now. There are different things that we are going through. For each of us, it may be different. But his special and specific grace is there to help us to reign as kings, to live victoriously. Everything that I need or you need for today is included in his great salvation. And this is true spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally, physically, financially, whatever it might be. His salvation comes to us. He's our Savior, and he's paid the price. Salvation, the Greek word in the New Testament, soteria, Strong's Concordance, describing that word of salvation is to rescue or safety, physically or morally, deliverance, health, salvation, save, saving, spirit-filled life Bible, the word wealth for that word, soteria, um, includes in addition to what we just read there, preservation, soundness, prosperity, happiness, general well-being. And that's for now. For us now, salvation. Jesus paid the price for this for us. Wholeness. Shalom. Derek Prince quote here. Salvation. The devil always tries to put it off to tomorrow. Well, Jesus wants it for you today in whatever level that might be. Salvation from sin is so important because it determines our eternity. If today you're here and you have never received Jesus as your Savior and received the forgiveness of sins, please, at the close of the service, find someone or come to the front. There will be people that will pray with you to receive Christ as your Savior. But do you see the importance of getting to know God's Word so you can find out what He, in truth, has provided for you today? Um, Do you know the importance of knowing God's Word? Forgive me, but I'm going to ask you to to do this again. Poke your neighbor and say, do you know the importance of knowing God's Word? Do that for me. Poke your neighbor and ask him. So, a question. You're not ignoring God's word, are you? Another question. You're not indifferent to God's word, are you? Do you realize the importance of appropriating all the aspects of salvation that God has provided for you through his son Jesus? Well, let's determine in our hearts with a quality decision today to receive them by faith right now, and to walk in them, the ones that you know. And those that you don't, 
Get in the word. Know the word. You know something else in the word? The salvation. This thing with salvation. It is harvest time. Now. It is harvest time. Now. You know, Jesus in John 4, 34, he said, then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say to you, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages and the fruit they harvest is people. Say people. People brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvests. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant and others have already done the work. Now you will get to gather the harvest. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time of people. God's heart is yearning to move through the body of Christ, through this church family, through other church families, through all the body of Christ, reaching out to those that do not know Jesus yet. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming again. And... What we must be is a light and lights to those that don't know him and harvesters. You know, we're preparing to move back into the sanctuary that sustained the damage from the snow and roof collapse there, part of it. And I remember some years ago when we were going to go in the first time into that sanctuary. We talked about a vision for people. That's why we built it. There was a lot of effort there. And uh, the cost of that was probably, total was probably over a million dollars. And thank God it's paid for. It's totally paid for. And uh, the idea is that there would be place that the greenery would be bigger, the bin would be bigger, that we could bring in more people and more souls. We had this thing while we were paying for it. I came across the other day. Uh, TCC building payoff, total $956,000. And then we had the different seats and we blocked them off when we got them paid for and so forth. And it's called on the top, it's paid in full. Well, it's paid, now we can say, and full. Paid and full. Why do you say that? It's because of people. People that he would have us to reach out to. And, um, you know, one of the things is that we want to be a church family that really has, has that heart to reaching out to others and welcoming them in. It's not always easy. 
I was talking to somebody when we were eating the fish last week after the service, and they were just talking about how hard it was for them to come into the church building the first time, uh, when back when they first attended. Just, just you know, things that it's new. I mean, for some, they haven't been to church before. And this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about people from other churches coming here. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about unbelievers coming into the body of Christ or those that have fallen out of fellowship and they need to get back into the, a church family. It's so important to be a part of a church family. Amen? And so I remember back then, just before we were going to be moving into that sanctuary, right here, Joyce and I, it was a weekday night. I don't remember what night it was. But we were up here with Charlie and Yvonne Simmons. Are you here today, Charlie and Yvonne? I can't see you very good. Are you there? Well, do you remember that when we were praying up here? Okay, I see a nod of a head there. And, uh, and I don't, there might have been someone else, but we were praying about this very thing that people, that we would reach out. And I think we actually had a prayer list of people, but just praying that the walls would be broken down for them to come to Christ, but then also to come into fellowship, that they would have a desire to be meeting with the church family and to be, be with us, that, that just that desire. And it's a spiritual warfare. Believe me, it is a spiritual warfare for souls. It's not just a physical plane, there's a spiritual plane. And this is where prayer is so powerful. But we were praying there. We are interceding for these, this prayer list and for moving into that new sanctuary, that it would be a place like that, a place where people could come to get helped, to come to know Jesus, to get healed, to get saved, to whatever their needs would be. And some of Charlie and Yvonne's grandkids were, were playing, and I don't know if some of our kids or grandkids, I'm not sure who it was, but must not have been grandkids, but some there were kids playing out, and they were in the foyer area of the new church while we were praying here, and and one of their granddaughters came running running up. You remember that? Nod your head good, because I can't see you very. <laughs> okay, you remember that? And um, they said, I think Grandma, Grandma, Grandpa. And I don't remember the exact words they said. The thing that comes to me is monster. There's like a monster by the front door of the new church. Okay, so here we're praying for, thing, for blockages and things in the spirit realm to be broken off so that people would be free to come through the doors of the church. Well, here this little girl, I believe she was seeing in the spirit realm a demonic activity, a, de a, de a demon spirit that would try to keep people from coming in here. So we, we got up from our prayer time, remember this? And we went out over there and we didn't see anything, but we knew what to do, didn't we? We started praying. We took authority over that thing. We have authority in the name of Jesus. You know, we were just reading 
that God is within us and he's given us authority. And we just stood against that thing. We commanded it to be gone in the name of Jesus. And then we prayed for the angelic host to be there. And this is something that as we are preparing to go back in, let's just saturate the place, the whole place, with these prayers that people will have the freedom to come in to the sanctuary, those that don't. And I'm not saying everybody has that, but there's some that do. You know that. And also that as the new sanctuary there is being prepared, it's going to look totally different. I mean, we won't know the place back. And, uh, but that he'll do the same thing in us as individuals, in me, in you, in us, corporately. That there will be a restoration, there will be a refreshing. Uh, I was talking with John and uh, Rod before the service. Rod had the word reboot. You know, a rebooting, a re-empowering, a revitalizing, a re-envisioning for harvest of souls in this day, in 2019, amen, for each of us. Bring them in, bring them in. Bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring them into the body of Christ first. So these are things that we're, we're thinking about and praying about. And we want it to be that kind of a place where there's, well, we're, and here's part of it too. We want our services to be a place where we don't feel a formality that quenches out the Spirit. There's an informal, at-home feeling with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Do you hear what I'm saying? And uh, I know those that are working with this too, and you could give input to us, ways of even the sanctuary itself, ways that can make it conducive for that. A place where there's that homey feeling of comfort and peace. Is there another word there I'm missing? Help me with that. What, what words would we describe it as? Joy. Joy. Amen. What was that one? Family. Home. Anything else? So, Lord, we just bring this before you now as we come to the close of this time together. And we pray for these things to come forth and to flow forth for us. We know it will be some time before we're in there yet, but we just thank you for your perfect timing, the timing of your Holy Spirit. We know that's going to be fine, just fine, the timing that you have planned for us. And we know that in the meantime that you're making preparation in us you're preparing us for that time we would go back to that sanctuary. Lord, and we yield ourselves to you anew and afresh. 
for the work of your Holy Spirit, I yield myself. I would ask you all to do the same, those hearing this online. We just yield ourselves for the working of your Holy Spirit in us. And then individually, but as families, but then corporately. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. I'll just mention this too. We have, I think there's about 14 people from here are going to be going to a leadership conference in the cities this week at Eden Prairie. And so you'll be praying for us, but also, I believe, pretty sure that Adam and Vicki are going to be sharing at that conference. And it's of Truebridge churches from all over this region, you know, Minnesota, uh, North Dakota, Wisconsin, maybe Iowa too. And they're going to be talking about um, I won't say online specifically. You know why I don't say specifically. But the missions. And they're going to be sharing that um, with that group of people. So we're in prayer for that. And we just thank you for your covering for them as well. In the name of Jesus. Also we pray for Arliss and Dana Enright and the other Aglow ladies that this morning are praying at the headwaters of the Mississippi, Lord. And we just pray for a glow. We pray for their leadership. In Jesus' name, just prayer, the power of prayer. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus. We pray for the meal that's before us. In Jesus' name, and everyone in agreement said, Amen. If you'd like prayer, please come forward and uh, people will pray with you here.